With just four weeks until WrestleMania, WWE is now starting to fill in the blanks with additional matches, stipulations, and hints towards big returns happening at WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that and really what this unification match means between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because both networks, both USA and Fox, want champions on their brands. How is that going to happen if you have a unification match for those two world titles? We're going to talk about that and so much more right after this. Do you guys love mobile racing games and NFT collections? Then check out Meta Racer X. It's a mobile racing game, NFT collection, and VR gaming experience all rolled into one. With the earn element utilizing Prodigy tokens, players are not only able to put their tokens online in gameplay, but have the ability to grow their Prodigy token holdings by investing or earning in-game incentives. MetaRacer X offers high-end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's MetaRacerX.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Meta underscore Racer underscore X or on Twitter at Meta underscore Racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Week in Review for this Sunday, March 6th, 2022, our flagship show here. Thank you so much. For all of you who have decided to download us, we're continuing to grow, and it's uh, all because of you. Man, I'm not manufacturing my numbers. I don't sit here and just click download just to inflate my numbers. I really don't. It's really because of you guys, and I do appreciate that as we are trying to swim in a pool of big sharks, so to speak, of wrestling podcasts. And we've got a lot to talk about today, and we're going to get to all of that, including Pat McAfee and Austin Theory being official for WrestleMania and then how exactly that is supposed to result in something that we want, I don't know. Of course, Edge's massive heel turn on Monday Night Raw that was uh, that, that that I think is going to be a long-term run for the for the character and I hope it is. Edge is due for a heel turn and I've talked about that at length on my Monday Night Raw review so go check that out. Um, so we're going to get into all of that, including Brock Lesnar being brutalized by Roman Reigns at Madison Square Garden at the live event. Of course, not televised, but uh, they made a big deal about being there, even though it wasn't televised. About the only place ever that they will make a big deal about going and it's not on TV is Madison Square Garden. And the results of that show, by the way, were pretty mediocre as far as no big surprises, no big returns. 
and no championships changing hands. The big story was the end that saw Brock Lesnar retain against Austin Theory and then have Roman Reigns come out and um, and, and brutalize brutalize Roman, uh, Brock Lesnar and interestingly give him a rock bottom <clears throat> on some steel steps and leave him bloody in the middle of the ring. And do I think the rock bottom is winking at something? Yes, I do. And I'm going to just tell you right now, I am still of the belief that this is going to happen. You ready? I'm going to spoil my predictions. I'm going to spoil my, my WrestleMania prediction show by giving you my prediction early because I'm this is not wavering for me. I, I have not changed my thinking in any way about the outcome of the WrestleMania main event, which is going to be Sunday night, the final night of WrestleMania, i.e. the true main event of the show because it's split into two parts. Uh, th- this is what I believe is going to happen. Ready? Boy, talk about talk about killing my downloads before I even get to happen for that show. <laughs> um, anyway, here's what's going to happen. WrestleMania main event, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, unification match. I think that Roman Reigns wins. He has a lot of help. He cheats to win. Brutal match, great match. Or he could win outright, even if he wins outright. It, it, the, the, the bottom line is Brock Lesnar's dropping the belt to Roman. Roman Reigns holds up both championships and a battered Roman Reigns. Just as we're about to go off the air and you think the fans are going to be left to boo, you hear the Rock's music hit. And he comes down, stares Roman Reigns down, Rock bottoms him, and we go off the air. That's how I think WrestleMania ends. Because they could build for an entire year for that match. Does it have to be for the championship? No. Doesn't have to be for the championship or championships. Doesn't have to be. That's what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania. Because Brock Lesnar having both belts doesn't make sense. Roman right now is the, way more of the future than Brock is. Brock's a formidable opponent, but Brock is there as kind of a nostalgia act. I mean, I don't mean that in any disrespect. Brock Lesnar is a nostalgia act, but one that is as formidable as he was in you know the mid-2000s. What's that country song? I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. Boy, those of you that don't listen to country have no idea or hate country are probably wanting to turn off the show now, but uh, that's the song stuck in my head. I think it's by Toby Keith. Yeah, that, that's the way it goes. So now that I've got that song stuck in your head, if you know what I'm talking about, we we're, that's what I'm trying to say with Brock is that I'm not disrespecting him, that he's just kind of a, a clown show. He's not, but he's not the future. He's a 40-some-year-old man. He is there in a short-term basis. Roman Reigns is there much more than he is, and Roman Reigns has many more years left in front of him than Brock Lesnar does. Therefore, you should not want to drop the championship to a part-time nostalgia act. doesn't make sense. A part-time, part-time 40-some-year-old you know, nostalgia act, even as good as and as crazy good as once-of-a-lifetime athlete as Brock Lesnar is, doesn't matter to me. It's about the future, building for the future, and Brock Lesnar's not the future. Sorry to say. So that's how I think it ends. You let me know what you guys think. I know this is four weeks prior, but I've thought about this for a month or more. I mean, I have not wavered at all. That's how I think this goes down. Because I think The Rock's going to be there to pick up the pieces and make everyone feel good about going home and get people talking and buzzing about, oh my God, it's going to happen. That's what I think it's going to happen. And Rock will have a whole year to prepare, or maybe they'll do it at SummerSlam. You know, maybe they do. They've really pushed SummerSlam lately too, as they're kind of WrestleMania light. So, or the WrestleMania of the summer. So anyway, that's what I think about that. I mean, you know, and I'm going to get to Pat McAfee and Austin Theory in a second too, because I really have that on the tip of my tongue that I have 
issues and not issues with. It's a very bizarre situation, so I'm going to get to that in a second. But first, thank you once again for joining me here on the WWE Podcast. We are here almost every single day with your coverage of every show for AEW and for NXT and Monday Night Raw, Review, SmackDown, Mailbag, all of that great stuff. By the way, guys, the Mailbag this week is being it's being mitigated. The length is being mitigated for your sanity and mine. I mentioned it last week. Please send in, continue to send in your voicemails and emails, but for voicemails, please keep them to three minutes or less. And by the way, you can call it's 518-952-0247. So if you want to call, please do that. It'll cut you off right at three minutes. And if you, if you send another voicemail, I'll only play one of them. So you get one voicemail and that's it. And as well as email, you can also send an email if you'd like, you can do both, but I'm only doing one and it has to be a, a relatively, uh, relatively short email. Okay. It's just, I, I appreciate everything that you guys have done and uh, all the mail. It's just the mailbag has grown out of control and that's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. And I thank you guys for it, but I think that that's the best way to do this. So I don't do it in two parts or get the mailbag out late. So anyway, that's that. Um, also, if you guys want to support other hosts of this show, there's two shows I want you to go download right now. And, and I'll wait. Y- you better do this. I will check on every single person's device. I will come into your house and I'm going to look to make sure you've downloaded them. And they are the Football Function Podcast that's done by Michael Ritter. He is also on the SmackDown Review team. And the Kick Ash Podcast done by Ashley Mann, who has joined us really since day one here on the WWE Podcast. Longtime co-host, great, great talent as far as uh, podcasting ability, wrestling knowledge, everything everything about just wrestling in general. Probably knows more than I do. Uh, and I'd really recommend you go check out her show. She is always updating. Uh, and every, It seems like every few days she's got a new show out. And it's called the Kick Ash Podcast. I didn't say kick ass. Kick Ash. So... Check that out as well. Subscribe on uh, really anywhere. So, all right. Um, one more thing. If you want to go ad free and you hate these ads, I've gotten a lot of pushback on the ads, then go ad free. You can do that for a dollar on Apple Podcasts. Click on the ad free button on our homepage. You can do that on on, uh, on Patreon and go to our homepage. And just for a dollar, of course, there's other tiers that give you other benefits, but you can get on the ad free show and all of our hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of ad-free shows for a dollar on Patreon, as well as a Discord server that you guys love. Uh, like, I mean, you guys love that thing. I, I check in occasionally. Some of the content is hilarious. I love you guys. And um, that's available day one, the, the second you sign up. And most uh, notably, on our website, wwepodcast.com, there's a VIP spot now. And those of you that have signed up, I added a VIP podcast page which you'll only be able to see if you're logged in as a VIP. Much easier to locate and identify what podcasts are VIP, including video updates. I've done a couple of them already. I'm going to be adding another one shortly. So um, get yourself signed up there as a VIP. And you'll have a couple of weeks worth of uh, ad-free shows. I didn't go for the entire library. I know people are like, why didn't you add the whole library? I didn't have time. I can't. I just physically can't. So um, it, that's $3 a month. But you get video updates that, you get that are nowhere else. And... I'm giving you a dollar or oh yeah, a 50% off coupon code right now. It's WrestleMania. Enter the coupon code at checkout, WrestleMania. It'll give you 50% off. So anyway, enough of my shameless plugs that I have to, to get in every uh, single time. But hey, man's got to pay his bills. All right. So let's jump into Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, guys. Let's do it because 
Um, I, I, I'm conflicted on. I want to rant. Part of me wants to rant, and the other half of me is saying, "Well, wait a minute. Pat McAfee is a just—he's an electric talent on the mic. He's the probably one of the most talked about uh, announcers that WWE has had in decades." Is he the most eloquent? No. Is he a bit off the wall at times? Yes. Does he say stupid things sometimes? Yes. Is he unfiltered? Yes. But are all of those bad? You know, I'm not saying he is. He's a hell of a talent. He's got the number one YouTube show right now. And he had Vince McMahon on his show. Great show, by the way. Even though Vince, he was mostly audible. You know, I would have appreciated subtitles at sometimes at some points during the show. But generally a great show. He had a great show with Brock Lesnar. I mean, Pat McAfee is just, you know, other otherworldly right now in terms of uh, downloads, I'm sure, and, and everything else. And he, he's he's killing it right now. Good for him. And but but here's the thing. We have known if you've been following the wrestling, um, you've been following the wrestling news, as I do. If you listen to podcasts, more than likely you follow the news that there was going to be a potential match between Pat McAfee and Vince McMahon. You're thinking to yourself, what? How the hell is that going to happen? And Vince on his show, you thought were, something was weird was going to happen, right? Well, Vince offered him an opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania, but he didn't name his opponent. Fine. We get to Raw, or we get to SmackDown, and we learn that it's Austin Theory. Why? Why is Pat McAfee, an announcer, taking up a spot on a WrestleMania card? Just to see what the crowd does? Like, what is the purpose of this? And... What exactly is is Austin Theory being pushed or is he being pulled back, held back? When you think about this, yeah, Pat, you know, Austin Theory has been in many, many, many segments with Vince, right? Ones that you thought were going to lead to a rock return or something huge return, like some kind of big payoff. And there's been nothing. And I don't believe they have a big payoff other than just, well, Vince has taken a liking to Austin Theory. Let's see if I can make him a star. That seems to be the payoff, guys, I hate to say, but that's where they're headed, and they've been headed that way for months now. So I re- I don't know if Austin Theory has actually been deterred or helped by the Vince McMahon constant segments of being berated and slapped and basically sitting under the learning tree of hard, tough love with Vince, um, and then it doesn't win a whole lot got destroyed in the Elimination Chamber by Brock Lesnar. I mean, it wasn't even competitive. Gets destroyed on MSG. And then is the uh, opponent for WrestleMania against Pat McAfee? With all the talent Austin Theory has inside the ring and on the microphone, he's decent. That's where they're going? What? I mean, wait, wait a minute. What? It doesn't make sense. I'm not following how this is helping Austin Theory's career. You hear him come out, there's still almost no reaction. Like, people boo, but they're like, yeah, we're only booing because like, we're tired of seeing or hearing about this guy. When you hear his name, you, you just feel empty inside, don't you? I feel empty inside. I'm just like, oh, it's Austin Theory. You know, young, upstart, You know, seems like a solid talent, many, many, many years ahead of him. But why are we pushing this guy again? Why, why did he just get 
seemingly chosen at random with no explanation to main event shows, get put in elimination chambers, be the last competitor against Brock Lesnar in the chamber, a headline against Brock at Madison Square Garden, uh, you know, face Pat McAfee at WrestleMania. What is, are we seeing some, is he seeing something else in theory that we don't? I don't know. I don't hate the kid at all. I think he's again, talented, but not to the point of giving the push that he has. It's, are they like? Are they doing a parody of the Roman Reigns? I'm going to cherry pick a talent and I'm going to shove them down your throats, and then they're just making this very obvious and trying to make it a, a storyline. Are they taking what they did behind the scenes with Roman and just doing it with Austin Theory, except transparently now? But they know it's going to get heat, and they don't care, and that's the goal. I I don't know. What the hell is the end game with this dude? But by dude, I mean Austin Theory. I don't care what Vince does. Vince can you know have one foot in the. Uh, one foot in the nursing home, one foot out. Um, you know, but that's it. You know, I, I make fun of Vince, but to be honest, after hearing him and hearing all the things that he said, the guy is still somewhat with it mentally. I mean, he's about seventy-five percent of what he was. <clears throat> um, still goes to the gym. Could you know, probably outbench ninety-five percent of males, <laughs> especially in his age group. The, the, the guy is a machine and he doesn't seem to want to stop anytime soon. I'd really recommend you guys check out that interview. Um, and, and, and by the way, I had somebody battle me on Twitter about the fact that this is uh, because I had said this is not Vince's first live interview in 15 years. In fact, Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewed him live on the Stone Cold podcast in 2015. And <clears throat> someone said, oh, well, Austin said that was taped. And I showed this this clown Time after time, screenshot after screenshot of of reports of Bleacher Report saying it was live. An actual screenshot from WWE's YouTube channel showing the live symbol. All right, and this clown just I don't know for whatever reason he wanted to battle me on the fact that it wasn't live. Yeah, it was live. Um, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But it wasn't 15 years. Okay, it was seven years. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they wanted to make it sound bigger than it was, and hopefully, you all forget about that. So I don't care. Moving on. The the Vince McMahon uh, deal with, with Austin Theory is puzzling because it doesn't feel like this is, it, it feels very just discombobulated. I'm not following exactly what they're doing with Austin Theory other than they're trying to make a new star. And I applaud them for that, but they're going about it in a, in a very kind of jarring way. It, it I don't know. Maybe you guys have other thoughts. Let me know. Let me know in the mailbag. I'd be interested to hear what you think, what the hell they're doing. And with Pat McAfee, uh, he got slapped by Austin Theory on SmackDown, and he sold it, I guess, fine. Um, I, I don't know how Pat McAfee is going to sell in the ring against a great talent like Austin, or a really good talent like Austin Theory. I would imagine Pat McAfee can knows how to take a couple of bumps, throw some punches and kicks, do the basics. This could be a very sloppy match. I'm very concerned about this. And, and, you know, not every match needs to be five stars. Not, certainly not. In fact, I don't want every match to be five stars, but I'd also don't want it to be embarrassing where it could just be on a normal, like, you know, Raw or SmackDown or a house show. And this right now doesn't seem to really be a match that people were asking for. It's something that no one asked for. Nobody. People were fine with him on commentary. And Vince is like, no, we're, we're, we're going to make you a superstar. You know? Uh, it, but also, on the Pat McAfee show, Vince addressed the superstar label versus wrestler. But you know, he said that, well, superstar basically is all encompassing. You're not just a wrestler. You're a, su- a superstar 
it uh, it encapsulates more of what you do. Uh, here, here's the thing. The word superstar is actually something you earn. You don't just get it automatically by coming into to WWE. You're a wrestler. What do you do by trade? How do you entertain people? Well, I wrestle. Uh, oh, so but you're not a wrestler. Nope. So I, I don't know. I mean, I I know Vince is trying to label everything. And he, also he tried to explain away the stupendous thing and saying the reason he called this year's WrestleMania stupendous is because well, it's a word. It's a word that not a lot of people use. And um, th- that's, that's generally his argument. And I'm thinking, wait, wait. So you're, you're telling me the only re- the reason you chose that word, which is really just stupid. I mean, stupendous is so close to the word stupid. You wonder if it's on purpose, but the, the reason he chose it is because it wasn't, it's not used a lot. Well, maybe there's a reason for that. Vince, there's a lot of words that aren't used because they're not great words. They sound dumb and stupendous sounds dumb. That's a awful logic. Awful. I could give you a hundred words that people don't use and they're awful words because People don't use them for that reason. They're, just because something's not used that often doesn't mean you have to use it. There's a reason they don't. All right. Anyway, uh, I'm going off track. But um, all right. So let's uh, let's dive in a little bit more here of the substance here on SmackDown. We got Ronda Rousey versus Sonya Deville on the show. And of course, guys, by the way, Michael Ritter and John covered this on their SmackDown review. Go check it out if you haven't already. So I'm just kind of adding on to what they have done already, and uh, which is always a great job. And so Ronda Rousey pretty quickly beats Sonya Deville as expected in a very, very quick match. And then, but to, to Ronda's credit, she looked better than I expected. And then Charlotte on commentary tries to get in the ring and uh, get physically involved with Ronda after the match. And she ends up eating an ankle lock and tapping out. Not in a match, but just kind of the aftermatch antics. Charlotte taps out, and that's the visual that we're supposed to go into WrestleMania with as if she's vulnerable, right? That, that I mean, how many times have we seen this where the heel taps out when it doesn't matter, but when they do and they're in the match, they don't tap out or find a way out of it or cheat to win. So the idea is to create some kind of doubt in your mind and look, make Charlotte Flair look a little vulnerable. Vulnerability was... The all-important message, or maybe even not just a message, but it could be a statement. I know it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit bold for me to say that, but it could not just be a. It may actually be a statement. Whew, I'm getting chills just saying that word. Uh, made by Ronda, or or by WWE to the fans, saying Charlotte is vulnerable, transparent, but it's fine. It's fine. It works. I have no problem with it. And to see Ronda add another uh, submission hold to her repertoire is fine. It's no problem with that there. It's, it's a Kurt angle esque ankle lock. And I think that fits her very well. I do. So, um, let's see here. Uh, well, CBS sports had this to say about it. The match was rather straightforward and the finish was never really in doubt. Those concerned with Rousey's fitness and ring rust following a three year absence should be relieved. The former, the former raw women's champion for, performed solidly in her singles match here in the first in three years. This was a much better performance to measure what Rousey versus Flair will look like than their tag team match at the Elimination Chamber. Okay, yep, and they gave it a B. I agree. Totally agree. All right, uh, Ricochet versus Sami Zayn with the Intercontinental Championship on the line. 
Um, I, you know, I didn't think that there was any chance of Ricochet winning here, especially given that Sami Zayn just won the championship back and that Sami Zayn is just such a good talker. He's so good. He's so good. And I, I love him as a heel and Ricochet just kind of comes and goes, ebbs and flows, you know, wins one match and then loses, you know, 50 and comes back. But people still love him because he does cool moves. By the way, terrible reason to like somebody extremely superficial reason to like somebody and a non-emotional connection to like somebody. If, if you talk about emotional investment, uh, that's the opposite of that. You know, if you ask somebody, why do you watch, why do you like this person? Well, they do really cool moves. You should see what they do. The, the quality of their matches, you should immediately say, okay, yeah, th- this person is not emotionally connected to the, to the character. Yeah. But anyway, th- this match was really good. I mean, what do you expect? Sami Zayn and, and Ricochet, two professionals, and it had, as um, CBS Sports said, jaw-dropping offense. It, I mean, it did. Very, very done, well done. And the finish came after uh, Zane was distracted by Johnny Knoxville coming out to a pretty big pop from the crowd. I'm very disappointed in Miami and all the other cities that cheer for him. And really all the celebrities that come out during this time to, uh, to promote whatever they are doing. And um, it, yeah, so Sami Zayn loses the belt. Uh, Ricochet wins after a Hurricane Rana pinfall combination of sorts. And we have a new Intercontinental Champion of Ricochet. And then we have Sami Zayn say that you are, you know, you want to follow me? Why don't you follow me to WrestleMania? And she, he challenged Knoxville. Knoxville accepted later in the night. So it's official. Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. As if that was in any doubt for WrestleMania. Now, two things here. Number one, am I pissed that Sami Zayn lost the Intercontinental Championship like a week after winning it? Yes, I am. Number two, though, on the on the flip side of the coin, am I excited that the Intercontinental Championship is not going to be defended or even involved in any way in this match between Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn? The answer is also yes. I'm also excited about that. It keeps that belt where it should be, around a wrestler's waist, competing with another wrestler, and not involved in any extracurricular celebrity garbage. I mean, you could have also kept the belt on Sammy and then make it a non-title match and you could have had that. But then you would have also, I think, re-damaged the Intercontinental Championship that was on its way to uh, repair by having it not even discussed during the match and having it around Sammy Zayn's waist as a prop while it's not even being defended. So the best option was if you're going to if you are dead set on making a match between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, your only option is to without destroying the Intercontinental Championship again. Take it off him, put it on Ricochet, get your stupid exhibition match over with Johnny Knoxville and move on with your life. And that's what they did. So I, I actually agree with this decision as hard as, as it is for me to say that. All right. Um, let's see what else. Naomi with Sasha Banks defeated Carmella with Queen Zelina via pinfall after landing a split leg in Moonsault. This wasn't a particularly long match or interesting match. I think the most interesting part of this entire match was actually the entrance with Naomi and Sasha Banks. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of Sasha Banks anymore. She is. I don't want to say she's dumbed herself down because I don't think that's respectful enough to Naomi. But the, the fact of the matter is, Naomi is a not a big of a, as big of a star as Sasha Banks is. I mean, that's just the objective truth. But to have her come out and, and with glow sticks kind of try to do Naomi's dance was a little awkward. 
it, it didn't fit. It didn't feel like Sasha Banks. And I, I don't know. I just, um, I'm not a fan of this Sasha Banks, this version of Sasha Banks. She has gotten really lost in the WrestleMania card. It's, it's so strange. It's so strange. And I, I, I don't know why that she couldn't be involved in a, in a higher profile matchup. Yeah. It's for the women's tag titles, but what do the women's tag titles mean? Not a whole lot, especially in a division of which there are two teams, two. So you could say half of those in the women's tag team division are champions. That's pathetic. And I don't know. I I, I just, I, I think Sasha Banks' talents are best used in a singles role, as I think most people believe. It's just weird. Sasha doesn't talk anymore. She's coming out to other people's entrances. It's weird. Um, I don't. I don't know what the hell's going on. Maybe she's. It's like they've put her in a creative uh, slumber for the last few months, and they've they're keeping her there through WrestleMania. It looks like. All right. So Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss played cards backstage, and they were making fun of Drew McIntyre. They ended up watching Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, which Drew quickly beat Jinder. I mean, really quickly. I think it was. I think it was done quickly to do two things. Number one, establish him as a a very big threat to Corbin and dominance, but all and give him that all important momentum that means nothing. But also uh, to make sure that he wasn't too winded to have the interview with Kayla Braxton right after his uh, his match. So. Jinder Mahal gets beat very, very quickly, and in so many words, promised to beat Corbin at WrestleMania. Yeah, Drew McIntyre is in a match with Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre, the one that we all thought could be the one to take the belt off Roman Reigns, you know that guy? The one that main evented with Brock Lesnar a few years ago? That guy, the one that held the WWE Championship off and on for about a year and a half during the pandemic era? That's the same guy? The one that eliminated Brock Lesnar from the 2020 Royal Rumble and got maybe the pop of the night. Yep, same guy. That guy is being put in a match with Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. It, it's really mind blowing. Um, you know, and this is the this is the downside of again putting all your eggs in one basket with Rock Roman, Brock Roman, you know, Brock Roman, and Roman and Brock. If you're not going to have a third person in there, and I'm not a big fan of that, but if you're not going to do it. Or if you're going to do it, now would be the time to do it, to put it in with those two big guys. I, I don't know. I just, it's a very strange WrestleMania right now. The lineup is suspect. I don't hate it. I'm giving it a chance, but it's just, it seems as if everything, it's like a one match pay-per-view. That's what it feels like right now. All right, let's take a quick break for the sponsor of the show, and then we'll get into more of SmackDown, including Roman Reigns to promise to defeat Brock at WrestleMania, where he kind of snapped in the promo. The Usos were defeating the Viking Raiders, Sheamus and Ridge Holland ambushing Kofi Kingston, all that and much more right after this. Do you guys love mobile racing games and NFT collections? Then check out Meta Racer X. It's a mobile racing game, NFT collection, and VR gaming experience all rolled into one. With the earn element utilizing Prodigy tokens, players are not only able to put their tokens online in gameplay, but have the ability to grow their Prodigy token holdings by investing or earning in-game incentives. 
MetaRacer X offers high-end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's MetaRacerX.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Meta underscore Racer underscore X or on Twitter at Meta underscore Racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today. Tune in to Let Me Book the Territory. It's a new wrestling podcast where Smart Marks, A-Dub, E-Ray, and J-Mo review the week's top stories and storylines in wrestling and attempt to book out the championship feuds and storylines better than anyone else. New episodes are available every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's called Let Me Book the Territory. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. All right, everybody, welcome back. <clears throat> let's uh, let's jump in here to uh, Roman Reigns. He promised to defeat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He had Heyman in the ring, the Usos during their promo. Got a pretty good pop from the Miami crowd, I got to say. Pretty good pop from that crowd. And, you know, th- th- he did a good job of turning it back to booze. But um, prior to the speech, the Usos attacked Rick Booze and Shinsuke Nakamura on the entrance ramp. So um, we, we got that. But th- this was a... A, a, a promo that saw Roman Reigns snap, screaming, acknowledge me, acknowledge me, acknowledge you, you will acknowledge me, acknowledge me, like very, very out of character. And the announcers pointed to that. And that is something to, to take note of that he, you know, could end up snapping in some kind of way or that he, he has Brock Lesnar in his head because everything's mind games, guys. Everything is mind games. But it was it was different from Roman. Very impassioned, very intense. And uh, it was good. It was good, and it didn't make me want to see what Brock Lesnar is going to do after what happened at Madison Square Garden that next night of being brutalized. You know, Brock Lesnar, if you saw the footage after the beatdown, sat up and was smiling and all that. So I do think that Brock is going to snap and uh, just lose his mind and start tearing crap up, which is my favorite version of Brock Lesnar. Not the butcher, not the fisherman, not the farm boy, but the just the ultimate destroyer. That's the Brock Lesnar I love. And I think we'll get that after what happened to Madison Square Garden. Okay. The Usos defeat the Viking Raiders via pinfall to retain the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And uh, they hit the 1D, playing on the Dudley Boys 3D, which I think, by the way, is a really nice finish. I forgot how fun the 3D is. It's so fun. It's so smooth and buttery, and it's it's great. I love the 3D. And uh, so they've taken that and, and they've they've uh, utilized the 1D. And I think that's good. And uh, they get the victory as if that was ever in doubt. And um, very wrestling heavy show, which was good. And uh, yeah, the Viking Raiders go back to uh, obscurity wearing their ridiculous, um, their ridiculous headgear and pounding their chests, trying to get something going for their characters. 
which is kind of a sad deal because at one point they did have actually a little momentum behind them, and now it's um, that's a that's a that's a memory. Seamus and Ridge Holland are the heroes of the night as they ambush Big E and Kofi Kingston before the match that was planned between Seamus and Big E. Holland and Seamus drove off on New Day's ATV before destroying it with sledgehammers. Uh, can can we award like superstar of the night, wrestler of the night, team of the night? Because I'm, I would give it to Seamus and Ridge Holland here. They destroyed that ATV. Good. Good. You mean the the ATV that they're 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 driving around on like it's a moped or something? And Biggie is afraid to even, you know, hit the gas on. I mean, you guys remember when Stone Cold would come out on the ATV when he was the co-GM and then became the sheriff of Raw and he would come out and just circle around the ring and he'd give that thing some gas. It looks like Big E has never driven an ATV in his life. It looks like he's on power wheels, you know? It, it, it's as if the governor on that thing is two and a half miles an hour. It, it's so embarrassingly slow. And I know he's trying to be safe and not do anything. I get that. But it's it's so it's it's so bad. And then they're driving around on it. And I, they, they look like children. I mean, whatever. By the way, whatever Big E has, had gained during his singles run has been completely erased. It's gone. His championship run is a long. It's a, it's a distant memory. Big E is now back to the gyrating, ATV driving you know, buffoon that he was. He's back. So, yeah, all that, that that singles run really did it. Great job. It's now gone. But congrats to Rich Holland and Sheamus. They destroyed that stupid ATV. I loved it. Loved every second of that. So um, that's pretty much what happened on SmackDown, guys. Uh, a pretty big show, I'd have to say. I mean, I know it was in Miami, so they try to put out their – leave with their best foot, so to speak, when they're in a big market. And, boy, do they let you know when they're in a big market. They can't stop saying the name of the city. Um but let's uh, jump over to Raw a little bit and uh, just briefly skim over some of the highlights. RK Bro lost to the Street Profits when Montez Ford hit his frog splash on Randy Orton. Remember, uh, it looked like Randy Orton was injured, but I think he has, avoid serious, he has avoided serious injury, which is a good thing. The Hurt Business defeated the Mysterios. Dana Brooke and Reggie defeated Tamina and Akira Tozawa. Tommaso Ciampa defeats Robert Roode. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley defeat Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. Omos defeats T-Bar, and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins defeat Alpha Academy via pinfall. Don't forget, this Monday night, tomorrow night, is the big triple threat for these uh, Raw Tag Team titles. One that they've been building to for like three weeks now, and it's there's, there's, there's something big coming out of that. I don't think that the titles will change hands, but I think that it could lead to a... Uh, a depression of sorts for KO and Seth, who are now don't have a path to WrestleMania. What are they going to do? And Kevin Owens blames Texas, and boom, Austin comes out maybe next week on Raw. So I think that's possible. If Austin doesn't come out next week, I mean, what are they doing? They've got three weeks to build the thing. If it's truly that, and you, you've got you you take three weeks to build your biggest star's return of all time, then that's just that's just bad marketing. Um, but what do I know? So the one thing I'll take out of this Raw beyond the Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins defeat of alpha academy number one chad gable is a superstar right now in the true sense of the word he is growing into a superstar with catchphrases t-shirts and being featured prominently on shows multiple times and wrestling to a very high level chad gable and you know what otis is playing his part too but the star right now is uh, chad gable who's killing it and number two the hair of bianca belair who whipped becky lynch many many times and caused all those lacerations 
Becky can't stop showing off her abs, by the way. She can't, she can't help herself. And it's not in a way that's like, oh, I'm trying to get heel heat. It's in kind of a sneaky way that I hope you don't notice. I hope you're, I hope you're really looking at my abs, even though I'm going to put the cover of, well, look at the lacerations. It's, it's about Bianca Belair and look what she did to me. When in reality, she's just trying to get you to look at how well her abs are defined. That, that's, that's clearly what it is. I mean, look at her Instagram. And again, if it was being done in a heelish way, you'd see in the in the the uh, you know the uh, subtitle of the picture or something pointing to that. But that's nowhere to be found. It's very, I don't know. That that's how I'm taking it and interpreting it anyway. But um, I'm sure we'll get more ab photos on Raw, and which is really just it's well, no, 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 no. It's a look at the lashes. Don't look at my abs. Wink, wink. Yeah, okay. Um, but anyway, I think, and I've said this last week, and I continue to say it, and I, I think I'll be right on this, is that Becky will try to get her hair, Bianca's hair, barred from the match at WrestleMania. That, that's, I think, what she'll do. She even alluded to it. I think on Instagram, she said something about you know, no hair or something, like bar the hair, some kind of hashtag maybe. But I think that's what's, what will happen is she'll get that approval from management that Bianca cannot use her hair as a weapon. And if she does, she's disqualified from the you know match and loses. That's what I think. So um, I think that pretty much covers it, guys. I know it's not a super long show here tonight, but I wanted to make sure I covered everything in, in a timely fashion before, you know, hell breaks loose in my household. So I think I did that. And I appreciate you guys listening again. Consider going ad free. We're ad free on my website at WWPodcast.com. There's go VIP. Those of you that did sign up, there's a, a latest podcast VIP right in the menu bar. So you can go do that. If you sign up, use the discount code WrestleMania. It gets you 50% off, which means $1.50 for the month for ad show, uh, ad-free shows and exclusive video updates that are only there uh, that, right from me. I'm actually going to be doing a behind-the-scenes in my office of what I what my quote unquote studio, and I say that hilariously in, in air quotes, looks like uh, where I record and do my work and what my setup looks like. So I'm gonna be that's gonna be my next video is a very egocentric and uh, not wrestling related, but you know very very um, ego egomaniac driven uh, video post about me and my setup. <laughs> I'm being facetious, but I've never done a video on that, which I think would be really cool to be honest. So uh, that's going to be what I'm doing there only for VIP members on my website. And if you want to go ad free Patreon, Apple podcasts, all of that for a dollar gets you in the door with hundreds of shows ad free and check out kick ash, check out Michael Ritter's football function. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed today's episode. I'm pumped for WrestleMania. I, I and as much as I just kind of like shot down a bunch of stuff, <laughs> I really am. I really am. And I think this will be a, a WrestleMania to remember. And it, it may not be stupendous, but I think it'll be good. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. As always, take care and I will talk to you next time. Do you guys love mobile racing games and NFT collections? Then check out Meta Racer X. It's a mobile racing game, NFT collection, and VR gaming experience all rolled into one. With the earn element utilizing Prodigy tokens, players are not only able to put their tokens online in gameplay, but have the ability to grow their Prodigy token holdings by investing or earning in-game incentives. 
MetaRacer X offers high-end graphic gaming experiences with creative gameplay and a competitive racing system. So check them out. It's MetaRacerX.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Meta underscore Racer underscore X or on Twitter at Meta underscore Racer X. Meta Racer X is a collection of 10,000 unique 3D art pieces that are about to drop on the Ethereum blockchain. They also have a Discord server. Just search for Meta Racers X. You can also just directly link to that Discord server and all of the social media that I just told you. If you look at their Twitter, uh, they have a link tree where all of these are available for you. But if you want more information, you can, of course, check them out on social media. But I would recommend you go right to their website at MetaRacerX.com. They're building a community of gamers, NFT collectors, and fans of racing. They're rolling out a motorsport NFT collection created by, by a major design studio, and they use NFTs to race the community and earn prizes. And the most exciting element of the project, their introduction of MRX to the VR world. Guys, check out MetaRacerX.com today. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com and for all of these shows ad free head over to patreon.com slash wwe podcast until then we'll see you next time